Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Here we go. Here now with all of today's cruise and travel news and a bit of commentary, it's the guru of the seas himself, Tom Drake. And a little bit of end of the week commentary it shall be on this uh, fabulous podcast for Friday, January 19, 2024. You've all figured it out, right? I cannot get up at 3.30 in the morning. I can't do it. We are five hours behind Eastern Standard Time, and that is the benchmark uh, to which I subscribe. I desperately want this podcast to be up and available by 8 a.m. Monday through Friday so the people in the cruise and travel industry that I know I know are addicted to the podcast. It's simpler for them. So we do do it. We do record it the uh, day before. Uh, Later in the day, uh, there's a whole system behind this. I spend quite a few hours now doing it this way, putting together all of the stories. And then when I'm ready to record, I go upstairs and have two scoops of homemade chocolate ice cream on a sugar cone. And I'm uh, sufficiently fired up. So that I can do the podcast. And by the way, I'm the podcaster. You're the podcast ease and this the official official mascot of this Friday free for all. I know what you're thinking. This is supposed to be professional. Nobody cares you have ice cream. Nobody cares how you do it. We just want the nuts and the bolts. We want the stories. We want the commentary, the information. Well, you get all of it whether you like it or not. That's the way it works. We are still at sea. We are still at sea. One, well, one day more. Five glorious sea days to get to Kona or Kona, Hawaii. And uh, it hasn't been perfect. It hasn't been imperfect. It's been somewhere in the middle, like uh, one or two of my marriages. Uh, at the moment, it's calm. No telling what it'll be later, but it's calm at the moment. So this is the Drake Podcast, or this is the Daily Christian Travelers Podcast. The email for this uh, debacle is thedrakepodcast at gmail.com, thedrakepodcast at gmail.com. As always, we start out the podcast by wishing for prayers for all of our men and women and others of the military, whatever you describe yourself as. Uh, Stay safe out there. There are squabbles and squeamishes and fights and all kinds of things happening all over the world that we're somehow always involved in, including, of course, our good friends, Hootie. Hootie's no bloodfish. And uh, we hit him again. We hit him again. And this is how it works, boys and girls. I'm sorry. And why do I talk about it every day? Because it is affecting the cruise industry in a major way. A guest on board here are scheduled for the Suez Canal, the Red Sea, later on in their world voyage. And they're concerned. Other cruise lines that are supposed to transit it now, they've abandoned it. They have to find other ways to get through. They're going through with crew and without guests. On Wednesday night, hours after another hootie, no blowfish attack on an American-owned Boker. I would assume that's some kind of a tanker, a Boker. 
The U.S. carried out a strike on more than a dozen ready-to-launch missiles on the ground in the Houthi-controlled parts of Yemen. And they went in there and knocked the hell out of them because they were getting ready to fire them. So that would be a preemptive strike. We we still haven't really showed them the power and the might of the United States military. And I know there are a lot of people that have their ears or they have the ear of whoever's in charge. A lot of ears actually in charge. Uh, and so we're, 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 what is it? We're treading lightly. We're going uh, easy on them. And you know why. You're intelligent. We haven't lost a human life, an American human life. Let that happen and let a whole, all hell rain down on the Iranian back whack jobs because they're full of crap. They're saying that it's because of what's happening in Israel and the Gaza Strip. Well, you know what? It's none of your business. Uh, we're not involved either. Um, we're just not, and no other countries are either. It's between the Israelis and the Palestinians, and you can't just uh, help out by attacking unarmed commercial interests and saying, well, we have a feeling they might be going to Israel. It looked like they were going towards Israel. I thought I smelled something that could be... What? Let it go. Wash your hands, wash your hands often. Uh, by the way, they hit the American-owned bunker, the Gen- the Genco Picardi. They hit it with a drone off Yemen's southern coast. Luckily, uh, nothing major. You know, they're, they're, they're very annoying, these hooties, no blowfish. So wash your hands, wash them often, wash your bottle. Happy birthday. <laughs> First-time listeners to the podcast. I have to be going... He gave us his business card. He said this is all about the cruise and travel industry. So far, he's on his soapbox about the hooties, no blowfish, and he just told us to wash our bottle. What is wrong with this guy? If you didn't hear the earlier podcast, it has been discovered now that these uh, uh, recyclable bottles, um, you must wash them every day because they build up bacteria. Even though it's your own bacteria, it's still not a good thing to swallow your own bacteria or words to that effect. And as far as washing your hands, you should know by now, if you're old enough to pay for a cruise and vote, uh, practice some good hygiene. If it's your birthday, boy, we had some choices. This was difficult, uh, very difficult. Again, first time, uh, first time listeners of the podcast because I have been pimping the podcast on a regular basis and people have been spreading the weed and passing it on and sharing it. Hey, listen, give this guy a break. He's interesting. And, and even if he's not funny on a Friday, there's a lot of information. I met a lady earlier, Annie. I said, listen to the podcast. They're on from the World Cruise six months. You listen to me in the morning. And then at night when you go to dinner with people you don't know, you can sound super smart. Hey, did you hear what happened with the hootie? And the no blowfish, tell them that and see what happens. Uh, Start talking about the hooties, no blowfish. They go, who are those people? We hit them again. It's our fourth shot. Then the discussion will ensue. How dare the United States attack those poor, unfortunate hooties and no blowfish? Happy birthday. Well, it could have been Phil Everly, the Everly brothers, but I recently did his brother. I mean, I played the music of his brother. It could have been Dolly Parton. I mean, iconic the great Dolly Parton. But Dolly Parton is still alive. She's still around. And we hear plenty of Dolly Parton, and we hardly ever hear any of... Some screaming on a Friday. Get it, Janice. Right there, baby. Raise it up.
the amazing uh, Janis Joplin, born on this day, been a long, been gone a long time. Again, the drug abuse, the drug use back in that day, back way back when. But then again, it still happens today when you're immensely successful and probably insecure. Uh, you end up reaching out to other forms of uh, enjoyment. Luckily for me, I'm not immensely successful. <laughs> so a couple of pops every now and then keeps me going. But Janice, she liked to nail it pretty heavy. A little piece of my heart. Of course, me and Bobby McGee, that was her big hit. We have some music to play here. Of course, we do. Hold on. Once again, I know enough already, enough already, Guru, with the Boeing. But now the federal officials are involved. And when the feds get involved, we get involved. Federal officials have briefed a congressional committee on their investigations into a jetliner that lost part of a pen. We know. The door fell out of the friggin' plane. How many times you got to talk about it? Well, they announced, the federal officials told the congressional committee, that they have inspected 40 of the identical Boeing planes. Here's a side note. Do you know the story of Anthony Blinken? Who's going to blink first? Usually him. He's in, he was in Switzerland, for, in Davos, for the World Economic Forum. In the middle of all the crap that's going on, he's in Davos hobnobbing with these socialists and I, my, what are you doing there? And Anthony, it's not even Anthony. He dropped the H. I think when he got into Yale, Anthony, his plane broke down. <laughs> a Boeing of all things. It had to be a Boeing. There was something wrong with it. When he got to the airport, they said, Secretary of State, we're so sorry, but <laughs> we bought Boeing and he was stranded. They had to get him another plane, a smaller plane. I didn't look it up. He probably Airbus. But anyway, uh, uh, the federal officials uh, uh, advised the congressional committee. So we have the bureau, the, the bloated bureaucracy at work, and they're very proud of the fact that they've inspected 40 of the planes so far. They're nowhere near lifting the ban. I think there's 190 of these Boeing Max 9s that have to be inspected. Uh, and it goes on, uh, the article, of, of course, uh, you know, again, a Republican had to get his two cents in, Jerry Moran, he said, nothing has been talked about penalties or enforcement. Well, not right now, Jerry. Jerry, we got to get the doors to stay on the plane. We have to get the planes back in the air. They're your voters that are being inconvenienced. Then later on, you can run your mouth. And it doesn't matter whether he's a Democrat or Republican. That's all they do. Um, anyway, it's Alaska Airlines and uh, Alaska Airways, I should say. No, Airlines. And also... Um, United that are affected by this. Come to find out, this is unbelievable. Boeing CEO David Calhoun, he spent the day in Wichita, Kansas, visiting these Spirit Aerosystems people. They build the future lots. I did not know that. You know where the door comes from? Malaysia. <laughs> don't you think? I don't know. I just, I'm an idiot. I assume when I get a Boeing uh, 737 Max 12, whatever, that it was built by Boeing. No, it was this guy built this, the guy in Malaysia built the door. What the hell is going on? It's like, come on, these are airplanes. You're not building vacuum cleaners. Yeah, my dryer blew up because the parts came. Forget about it. Anyway, and uh, the, the, the chairman of uh, Spirit, not Spirit Airlines, but Spirit Aerosystems, his name is Patrick Shanahan. You know what he used to do? He's a former Boeing executive. He used to work for Boeing. 
He couldn't do enough damage there, so he took over Spirit Aero Systems. He was also the acting U.S. Defense Secretary, but he never got uh, approved. Uh, Donald Trump nominated, but he never got uh, approved. But he told the 200 Spirit employees, there's only 200 people building these fuselages, that uh, in a town hall, we're going to get better. Well, you sure as hell better get better there, Patty, because uh, right now, everybody's worried about getting on a Boeing plane. Even the Secretary of State, uh, I would have loved for that thing to have a mouth. Not not where it crashed, but enough to put the fear of Davos in him. Next time, skip Davos and do what you're paid to do. Get your ass over to Israel and get that squared away. Straight out the hooties. Get involved in the Ukrainian-Russian conflict. But no, we're going to go hop down with the goober smoochers in Davos and talk about socialism taking over the world. Shut up, Tom. We talk about the cruise and travel industry. Boeing is part of the travel industry. They are an airline uh, aircraft building company, so that qualifies. Let's do something from the rumor mill. Yeah, the rumor mill. You know, uh, Carnival has a new president. His name is Josh Weinstein. He's a pretty bright guy. I mean, a really bright guy. And I think he's, uh, not that I know what I'm talking about. Yes, I do. I'm the guru of the seas. He's putting everything, he's placing all their uh, cruise lines in the right direction, in my opinion. But in his recent results to the Wall Street people, he mentioned they put a hold on new ships. They have enough new ships. Smart man, Josh. Try to fill the ones you have and not just fill them but get paid. Don't give away inside cabins on Holland America for $49. You're not going to pay the bills that way. Not when you have, I don't know, $31 billion in debt uh, from the pandemic. But now the word is out that they're talking about new bills. And the company had to respond to it and basically said there are some discussions going on right now. Uh, and they do expect to order some new ships, but they don't know exactly when. We could order them next week. Could be a year from now. I don't know. They could possibly. You know what they're probably going to do? They're going to hire the girl that is the White House press secretary and put her in charge because then you never know what's going to happen. Uh, so they're talking about new builds. They still have to take delivery on the Queen Anne uh, and on the Sun Princess and also on the Star Princess. So they have, still have three, three, three to go, but they are in discussion with the world-famous Shipbuilder from Italy. They think it yeah. They think it They're having a meeting. I think I have a copy of the... They're asking for a lower price. And this is the president of... Uh, chairman of think He said, I don't think so. I don't think so. <laughs> Including a dog barking at the same time. So the word is out. They're going to think about building uh, new ships and ordering new ships within the next six months. But they won't be delivered until... Later on, 27, 28. It didn't seem to bother Wall Street. The stock closed at 16 and change. Uh, didn't go one way or the other. One Didn't go up, didn't go down. It was kind of like a boring a boring report. But if you are a, a Carnival Corporation cruiser, that includes Princess and P&O and Cunard and Seaborn and Holland America and Carnival Cruise Line and some other odds and ends in Europe and other places, you know, having fresh blood... Uh, new builds is kind of part of it now. You have to be in the pipeline. It gets you a lot of press. It gets you a lot of uh, uh, PR, so to speak. Speaking of press and PR, uh, this is one where I better stay on brand. And it'll be pretty easy to do because I kind of agree with this interview. 
for the most part, and I better because at the end of the day, he doesn't sign my checks. Somebody else does. But uh, Cruise Industry News had a nice long interview with Frank A. Del Rio. Frank A., that happens to be the son of Frank Del Rio uh, Jr. Uh, he is the founder of Oceana and was the big boss, the cap of the capital of all of it, NCL, Oceana, and Region. He has retired now. I heard through the grapevine. He's in Colorado skiing. Enjoying life. He earned every bit of it. Nonstop. Well, nonstop. Worked so hard for 21 years, and good for him. Uh, wish him nothing but great luck. So the son's in charge now. <laughs> Somebody said, don't do it. What? Me and my dad started the cruise line? No, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> I'll leave it alone. But it's a great interview in Cruise Industry News. I'm serious. I'm not kissing up. I don't have it ready even. Um, he talks about Oceana, and he talks about creating a niche. Now, he didn't. And the way they write this, it seems like he's taking credit. But no, you know the story of Oceana. Many people that listen to this podcast, they've been with the company longer than I have. I've been here 16 years. 21 years ago, or almost 21 years ago, there was a hole in the market. They call it a niche. There, what was happening, Holland America was abandoning these small ships to go big. Uh, a lot of people were unhappy to pay for other people's liquor. Uh, they, luxury was great, all-inclusive, uh, intimate uh, ships, small ships with, with luxury-type service. And uh, Mr. Del Rio and Joe Waters and Bob Binder and a whole bunch of people that knew what they were doing, many from Silver Sea, which was a luxury line, still is, they started Ocean and created their own niche called Upper Premium. And according to the new boss of uh, Oceana, uh, the cruise line is defined by three brand pillars. One, the comedian Tom Drake, the guru. No, that's not in here. Um, uh, number one is the having the finest cuisine at sea. I hear that from guests all the time. We have serious discussions about Azamara, Oceana, Azamara, Oceana. As you know... You're all experienced cruisers. Azamara has four of the same design ships as Oceana. They're the R's, the R ships. But they're very different. And when we have discussions about pricing, Azamara is more competitive about extras that you get over there, uh, including, you know, drinks or whatever. At the end of the day, the conversation always goes back to the same thing. The food is better on Oceana. The food is better on Oceana. And you're all at the end of the day, that's what people care about. So it is about cuisine. Um, it is also about a curated travel experience. I don't personally know what that means. Um, I, I, I don't. I, other than if he's pointing at the very specific itineraries that we have. I said it again. I might have said it yesterday. Oceana wins awards for going places. No other cruise line goes to. You know the punchline. Um, it's part of the allure, the attraction, going places they haven't been before. Even if it's not worth going to, they're going to go so they can say it wasn't worth going to. That's how it works. I want a show I don't go to. That is the mentality of the American cruiser. I know I'm painting it with a broad brush. It might make turn it into like a stereotype cliche, but for the most part, that is the case. And then, of course, it's the mid-sized upper premium market ships. According to Mr. Del Rio, we, meaning the company, never wanted to be called luxury. Instead, my dad, he, this is the interview, and the team of people he put together when launching uh, Oceana identified a niche 
that they called upper premium. And people have been looking in that niche. They've been exploring our niche, their niche. I'm just a comic here. For a long time and trying to recreate this niche. And uh, he goes on to say, I didn't know this. They actually registered the words finest cuisine at sea as a trademark 20 years ago. And it is a pillar we take very seriously. I, I, you know, again, I, I don't know about pillars. Um, I've been to a couple of temples. I saw a church or two in my life. There might have been a pillar there. I'm not really sure. And it's not about serving the best meals. It is, but it's about our culture. Food is a way of living. Okay. Food is embedded in everything we do, in the way we design our itineraries and our tour programs. That's new in terms of you go off and you buy vegetables with a chef and you know, especially on the O ships that have you know the uh, culinary art centers you go out and go shopping it amazes me I've said this in the past I'm on Marina Riviera and I'm watching grown men who own uh, owned billion dollar companies and they're stirring risotto now um, and they enjoy it uh, I used to make fun of it and I really he said we also offer probably the best array of specialty dining on a board all of it's true and he promised that uh, Oceana well, this is interesting in this article. Uh, there's three things that he's working on. And this is where I'm going to go off-brand because I'm going to agree with him. And uh, I'm trying to find exactly how he described it. One of them is coffee. Uh, that's a big deal now. You know that. Starbucks and all these all these places. It's like my buddy Larry with the craft beer. It can't just be a cup of coffee. It's got to be a cup of coffee. Whatever. So they're looking at coffee. Where is it here? I lost it. Cookies. Coffee, cookies, and something else uh, is, is what they're looking at to, to be better at, to be better at. And I get mixed reviews about the coffee and absolutely mixed reviews about the cookies. So I, I, I lost it here. That's embarrassing. I should start this whole podcast over. But I have a very, very busy day today. I don't have time to start it over. My apologies. He also was asked about new builds. Um, and he said, while we have eight ships, if you count the Allura coming out in 2025, uh, we have to think that by 2030, we will need to upgrade and refresh the fleet a bit. And he says, we're always talking to our friends at the shipyard. I cannot disclose any details about any particular plans. But I can say this publicly, and I say it proudly. As long as I am president of Oceanic Cruises, we will never go through another 10 to 12 period without introducing an expansion product. Did I, he just throw his father under the bus? <laughs> it sure reads that way. Am I off-brand to say that? I'm just reading it. He said it. I'm reading it. I'm not, I'm not making it up. He was interviewed. He said it. As long as I am the company couple. We're not going to wait 10 years for another ship. So even though Allura comes out in 2025 and there's nothing in the planning stages or nothing on the on the drawing board, he said that it won't be uh, that long before we have another one. They didn't ask him the question that I would have asked him. What about the four that you have now? What about Insignia? It's 25 years old. When the Allura comes out in 2025, it'll be 26, almost 27 years old. There, there's a shelf life to this, especially in this particular brand. I will say this. I talk to many guests. This is where the guru comes in. I talk to many, many guests about this specifically. They love the R-ships. This ship is in very good shape. 
It really is. I mean, I I was on this twice. Uh, well, all of 2023, my toilet didn't break once. <laughs> that's the that's the number one thing. The pipes go. We have not had floods, uh, at least not in passenger areas that I know of. We haven't had any of those issues. We haven't had power failures, engine problems. We can, we're doing 18 knots now. We're quiet and zipping along. So, you know, you're looking at this going, one of the things they do here, and they've always done here, is maintain the vessels. They are very, is the word religious, about maintenance. They are on top of things. So we'll see where it goes. Anyway, a very good interview. It's in Cruise Industry News if you want to uh, catch up with the boss. Frank A. Del Rio, I can honestly say we've never met, and we probably never will. <laughs> but uh, if it means anything to Mr. Del Rio, I, I couldn't agree more with everything he said. And, of course, there are people in Miami listening to this going, nobody cares what you think. 5,000 people do, people. Every day, 5,000 downloads. There are 5,000 people out there that either are really bored or they care what I think. Oh, I like this heading. Do you see what I see? Ultrasound. You know about this? You know how ultrasound works? Well, during an ultrasound, a healthcare provider passes a device called a transducer, a transducer or a probe over over an area of your body or inside a body opening. Excuse me. And that he puts a he or she puts a thin layer of gel to your skin, uh, and then they basically it's high frequency sound waves, and they it's used all the time for pregnancies. Obviously, we just saw a picture of our uh, next great nephew. I think. Um, it's amazing what they do. Well, the story is about the fact that ultrasound, you're going to see it more and more on on cruise ships because the technology is amazing, and they're discovering more and more that it would come in handy. When you you get hurt, you have stomach pains or whatever, you're in the medical center. They don't have MRIs and CT scans. They can't do it. There's not enough space. But ultrasounds will give them a real good indication of something happening internally. And in the past, ultrasound machines would be well over $100,000. Now you can get a good one, not used, brand new off the shelf for under $10,000. So all the new ships coming out, they're all going to have ultrasound 10 Gs. What the hell is that? That's nothing. Sometimes you can't get out of the medical center without spending 10 Gs. Uh, so you're going to find them more and more now. It'll limit, not a It'll reduce the amount of medical debarkations, medical, uh, you know, get off because the doctor's not his fault. The do- doctor, male, female, can't decide what's wrong with him because he can't see inside. He's not Kreskin, so this will help. But I'm thinking at ten thousand dollars now, on some of these ships with the big owner suite, instead of the grand piano, you'll have your own ultrasound machine. That's pretty cool. Yeah, come on over. Well, why is? Uh, you got the piano in your room? No, we got ultrasound. Lay down on the couch. We're going to take a look and see what's going on in there. $10,000. You can't beat it. So this is actually a cool idea. The company's called Min X-Ray. They provide small wireless ultrasound units that are portable, and they utilize an app-based software package that can be downloaded to an, an Apple phone or an Android. And the ultrasound system features five imaging modes and a built-in 5G Wi-Fi router. It can also work three hours continuously without overheating. So they're pitching it, obviously. This company is trying to sell it to the cruise lines. And the cruise lines are very interested in it because if they can reduce the amount of medical 
demarcations, many times a ship has to turn around. Now, look, serious heart problems, things like that. But sometimes the doctor's not sure. And I will give you a good example. I don't know for a fact. My wife was taken off the ship uh, 11 years ago in Fakarava. Hey, calm down. French Polynesia. They thought it was kidney stones. It was a long way from kidney stones without getting into it because of HIPAA laws, and she would punch me in the HIPAA. Uh, That machine might have told the doctor a lot more than we knew at the time. So interesting, especially if you're our age, my age. You know, we're getting up there in years. You wonder whether you should go on. Didn't stop anybody here. The average age here is not uh, 12. I can tell you that. If you know you're going to get more advanced medical treatment on board a ship, you're more apt to take a longer cruise. Or if you don't care if you drop dead, you'll go anyway, one way or the other. Viking announced the name of their next boring ship will be called the Viking Vesta. The Viking Vesta will be out uh, in 2025. And this will be how many now? This is how many ships? Twelve. This is the 12th new ship uh, for Viking, and they all look exactly the same. This one's just a little bit bigger, a little bit bigger, but the public areas are identical. There's just a few more staterooms to sell a few more cabins and make a few more bucks. But it's called the Viking, excuse me, Vesta. Uh, it'll, it'll follow um, the Viking Vila. That's coming out in 2024, the Vila, then the Vesta. And again, I've had many, many conversations with guests about Viking, and they don't get excited about it. They just don't. They said it was good. They go, you know, there's nothing, you know. Here, again, I sound like I'm shilling for the company, but here it's always, they're back. Where were you? We took a Viking cruise. How was it? It was all right. How was the food? It was all right. How was the entertainment? Eh. That's what you hear, a lot of grunts and groans. It sounds like uh, late night on a, on a Virgin Voyages cruise. A lot of, oh, you know, we're not sure. Um, where? They come back here for cruise number 71. Why are you back? Well, that waiter over there. Why are you back? Oh, you know, I, I like the Dover Soul. Why are you back? Well, we're on Marina because we love Red Ginger. There's a lot of loyalty here. In fact, sometimes I think there's too much loyalty for this company. I <laughs> like... They get a lot of perks. If you've been around for 100, we have people on board now, President Club members, with close to 2,000 days. 2,000 days on Oceana. Do the math. That's a serious investment. And they're given a serious amount of loyalty points for that. So anyway, Viking with another eh, ship. And lastly, we'll get to this really fast. Uh, There's a big controversy right now on Carnival Cruise Line about their edible straws. The carnival guests are not really, uh, you know, people on carnival are not waking up worrying about the environment. Just not happening. I mean, they're waking up cleaning the shotgun. Let's be honest. Hello. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's a pistol. Uh, But they have edible straws over there. Now people are bringing their own plastic straws. And as of now, they don't ban them. But there are some people that think they should ban them. The people see other people using plastic straws and they're freaking out. They're like, oh, you know... And they still have plastic bottles over there. But they don't have a way to get around that. Because going to a Costco, a Sam's Club, BJ's, going to a Publix, going to a Safeway, a Vons, a Ralph's in California, there's plastic bottles everywhere. You're not going to help the environment. John Heald, he's the Carnival Cruise Line brand ambassador. He's got the sweetest gig in the world. He was a cruise director for many years. He started his own blog, and now he's got so many people following him. And he must be paid well because he has to deal with all this. 
And he talks about it. He said, you know, while I cannot answer for other cruise lines and what they do, we have no problem in holding our heads high and saying we are working hard to protect the oceans we cruise on and the creatures who call those oceans, he's talking about the under the water, not the guests. Uh, and he said, while he's not an extreme environmentalist, he does urge guests to give the edible straws a chance or to bring their own. We don't have edible straws here. They have straws that have different flavors. We just have plain old paper, and they don't last very long. So go get another one. It doesn't. That doesn't flip my switch too much, you know. And of course, we do not have plastic bottles here. And when they first transferred over to the Vero Water plastic can that people carry, I'm like, no way. This is not going to work. No problems. Not one complaint from the guests. We have plastic. We have a glass bottles in the room, very heavy, carpal tunnel syndrome bottles, and we have uh, tin cans they carry around that say Vero on it, not a word, not a peep. Our people care about the environment. They care about, oh, my goodness, you can't get out on the walking track in the morning now. They're all out there, all different levels of speed, some barely moving, other ones a little faster. Yeah, get them the hell out of here, will you, please? You know what? I don't think I said one thing funny, but this was informative. You learn. You learn there's a controversy about edible straws on Carnival. You learn the Viking has another another ship that looks the same with another boring name. Ultrasound. This is a big deal. How many times have you been on a cruise and you missed the port because you had to turn around and go back with somebody and then find out he was fine. He came on the next day. Ultrasound will help him there. Uh, great interview with the with the boss here, Frank A. Delrio. That's in Cruise Industry News. Carnival's thinking about building some new ships. Good for them. Boeing? Well, Boeing's a mess. No other way around it. And then you find out the guy that runs the Sky Aero system that build the fuselages, he came from Boeing. Oy. That's a big problem. And, of course, the congressmen and the politicians, they want answers and they want people penalized. Happy birthday, Janice Joplin. It is Friday. I made it to the, to the end of the week. So did you. And, uh, I got one more day. One more day at sea, and then tomorrow we're in Kona, Hawaii, and then three other places in Hawaii. I know Honolulu. I don't know the other ones. I have not spent a lot of time in Hawaii. I've, I've flown into it to get on the ship, and I've gone on the ship and flown out of it. But I can tell you that I've been in Hawaii more than three times in my life. And frankly, I don't lose sleep over it. It's too far. I know it's, it's great to live there, but I wouldn't want to live there. Too far. You're in the middle of the ocean. Yeah, you gotta got a plane to go anywhere. Not for me. Very nice, though. Plus, I'm not Japanese. <laughs> you ever been to Hawaii? First time there, I said, uh, did we win? <laughs> I'll talk to you on Monday. More. Play this. Play it one time. You're an idiot! That makes sense. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.